1: Nice, right? Yeah, upstairs neighbors help people forget their troubles. Give them something else to focus on.
0: Ooh, want to see how high I can jump? Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor. No, wait, let me try again. But we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.
2: Welcome to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being produced for film and television. From next year's Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Suicide Squad, to weekly television fare like Arrow, The Flash, and Gotham. Now that you've been welcomed, you should also be warned. This is a spoiler-filled show. If it's been released, it's fair game. I'm David C. Robertson of Maladjusted.tv, and this is my co-host, Jason. Hello. This week we'll be recapping Arrow Season 3 and The Flash Season 1, but as always, that will follow the news. All news reported can be seen, by the way, on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash DC on screen. This week we're going to start off with TV news, specifically some sad TV news. NBC's Constantine is finally over. Showrunner Daniel Cerone officially announced the news saying... I promised I'd share news when I had it. Sadly, that news is not good. The cast and writers of Constantine are being released from their contracts. The studio tried to find a new home for the show, for which we're forever grateful, but those efforts didn't pan out. I'm sorry I wasn't provided any information on the attempts to sell the show elsewhere. All I can report is that the show is over. Now, I didn't watch Constantine. I saw the first two episodes. The second episode bored me. I didn't exactly have the most faith in the show, um, not because of the cast or even the crew i just thought that surprisingly a show about a chain-smoking bisexual con man exorcist who began his fictional life as a supernatural advisor to a character as esoteric as swamp thing might not be the best fit for a network that perpetually forced us the milk toast meanderings of jay leno for a quarter century but as we've said uh you did watch it so uh, what what thoughts have you on constantine jason
1: i i mean but your entire description sounds pretty fantastic <laughs> i don't know where it went wrong frankly i and it, it it should have combined many of the many of the wonderful elements that have worked so far for for all of these shows i mean you know supernatural's in what season 300 uh,
2: 12 actually it, i think just
1: but... <laughs> obviously people are willing to take on the storylines so let them go right and come on i would let's when we all watched the um everybody saw the trailer at least probably that dr fate helmet is in the trailer i would have watched i would watched the whole thing just to see what happened with that
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um do you...
1: i will mourn it I really will. Not even Constantine can bring it back now, though. (laughs) Well, would... It was good. It actually was good. I mean, there are parts of that I'm really going to miss. Parts of it. Damn you, viewers. No, look. look. And the things you had to do on Friday night. Let's
2: not blame the viewers. I mean, they stuck it on Friday night, which is already a nice lot.
1: Well, I'm going to blame the subsection of viewers with a Nielsen box and something better to do on Friday evening.
2: Everybody knows the the Nielsen ratings are a bunch of bullshit anyway. Even the executives. anyone
1: who's not actually in charge of canceling shows apparently is keenly aware of that, but... Oh argument for another day
2: all right let's let's pop over to gotham chris chalk the uh the guy introduced in the back half of season one as lucius fox has officially been up to a series regular in season two yes also uh up to series regular is nick degasto as harvey dent good, good and i'm good, sure good. neither one of those guys have ever watched constantine by the way um
1: <laughs> well they were I, those are handsome men that i assume have something to do on a friday night <laughs> Right. And I'm almost sure you have to say that you're not in the entertainment industry and getting paid. Like, I'm pretty sure if you own a SAG or a a writer's card, you're not allowed to have a Nelson Box. Right, right. Which is complete bullshit. Mm -hmm. The writers have very little voice in anything, even though it's their voices that make these damn shows work. Let them vote. Let them vote on their actual shows.
2: I would agree. I mean, you know. And off my pedestal. I, I would like to hear Greg Berlanti explaining why he's not giving views to Arrow.
3: <laughs> a it's
1: a
2: bad show, Not Greg. Two. Shut up! It's a bad show.
1: <laughs> That'd be the fun part. Is it somebody like Berlanti, where you've got three or four different kids? I, it, what it amounts to is, you know, all of their all their, all of your kids have you know soccer practice scheduled at the same time. Which one are you going to? Mm-hmm. He he. Yeah, come on. He was gonna be he was gonna be watching the Flash on Tuesday. Well, sure. And then suddenly have something to do on Wednesday. So Maybe that's not true. As we'll get into, Season 3 seemed to have some upsides. Yeah, There's, there's a lot more momentum.
2: Speaking of The Flash, CW mm-hmm. is apparently freely, looking sir. to cast a couple of characters on The Flash. One um, has what I can only assume is a fake name, John Clark. Not John Constantine, by the way, which I'm sure no one at The Flash has ever heard of. The casting call is for a classically mm-hmm, handsome mm-hmm, character mm-hmm. in his 30s or 40s. He's described as being cynical and having an edge. Now a bunch of people online are saying that they think that's probably going to be Jay Garrick. I'm honestly hoping that it's going to be Max Mercury. Mercury, sorry, Max Mercury.
1: <laughs> well, in either case, it—I've never thought of Garrick as being particularly cynical. I know,
2: but that, that fits Max. Maybe Mercury I just read that a, character
1: wrong. And no. Max Mercury is the leader of a church.
2: What the hell are you talking about?
1: Not, there's an charge. Well, all right, some version that he starts at a—he uh, starts kind of a. Church of the Speed Force kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I
2: forgot about that. Yeah, but, you know, Max Mercury, it was the...
1: While that would be a fun thing to do, um, cynics don't generally make it to a pulpit. Well... There's a reason there aren't atheist churches.
2: Well, Max Max Mercury has been around for for years and years, like decades and decades and decades. And and I'm not even just talking about (laughs) the, the character as a fictional character in our society. I'm talking about the the person that the character is like he has
1: within the context yeah he
2: has time jumped and he's just been yeah. around in all these different eras he's og he was mm-hmm. the original quicksilver so i i don't know i'm yeah. i'm pretty excited if if it's, if it is max mercury i'm very very excited the other character that they they want to introduce is a new love interest for barry they're purportedly looking for a spunky fun okay. let me let me yeah
1: okay i'm bracing myself. Yeah. Sorry.
2: They are they are looking as you were. They are looking for a spunky, fun and funny female central city police worker with a scientific mind. In the description they even go so far as to name drop Felicity Smoke. They're calling this girl Wendy. Fans that I that I've read uh have talked about is probably Patty Spivet, a character from the Flash Comics, who is kind of popped up as a love interest mm-hmm. for Barry in the in the new fifty two. I, I I don't want this. I don't want this. This is not what I want.
1: Well, it was that or Iris, and you've been plainly against Iris so far.
2: Uh, it's not that I'm against Iris. is I'm against the writing that has been placed behind Iris. <laughs> they just didn't give her a, lo- a whole lot to do. They're like, she's writing a blog, and now she's actively sabotaging Barry's relationship with Linda because feelings. Ugh.
1: Because feelings,
2: <laughs> I'm like you're. Y- yeah. You are.
1: It's on the CW. You can get away with because feelings. Uh,
2: I don't care if it's the CW. In fact, it's lauded. I don't.
1: I. You know, fine. It's going to end up being like Wendy with an I. W. E. N. D. I. Well,
2: it's a fake name.
1: She's going to have some weird cutesy haircut. She
2: did in the comics. But yeah,
1: you know, be fun. Get the ukulele girl from uh, from Scrubs. Well, then
2: I really wouldn't uh, w- Throw then I really wouldn't want Iris and Barry to wind up together. I r-
1: I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't either. But I'd I'd watch the hell out of it.
2: Right? Would I? am going to watch the hell out of it anyway.
1: That's w- that's what we need. This show needs to be more camp. Right. It needs a, a, a ukulele montage somewhere in the middle of <laughs> the Flash getting ready to I don't know fight Jay Garrick because there's two Speedsters, so they have to fight for a second, right?
2: Well, sure, sure. Why not?
1: They have to be annoyed with each other partially. Can't just be a bromance from the start.
2: So, as is most often the case, the news taketh, the news giveth. We've got something else here that's pretty exciting. Taketh
1: Constantine?
2: Robbie Amell, who's never watched Constantine, who plays Ronnie Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Uh, says that they would be that they should be introducing a new firestorm power into the show. Um, they actually almost did it in the finale. They shot the scene and it just didn't fit in with the plot line and they had to cut it for time. The scene in the finale was Aww. there's a scene where Caitlin Snow is taking Ronnie's temperature and she's wondering if they can actually make stuff work and everything and, and Ronnie calls Professor Stein into the room. They instantaneously merge without a beat and turn the thermometer into a daffodil as a means of showing oh. Caitlin that they are getting the firestorm thing under control. So we're talking about matter transformation here,
1: which is the the main. I mean that that's what he's actually about. Yeah. So, so. yeah. So far, he's just been man who spits fire.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: In, intriguing as that is, turning your limb extremities into fuel sources is not firestorms power. That'll be good. I'm going to go ahead and scary though. It's really scary to have people who can do matter transferred. Yeah, um, and well, just-
2: apparently Robbie Amell is actually as adept at this whole comic book concept as as his cousin Stephen is because he he actually <laughs> did he he said he was he, he was a little bit worried that the character would become too powerful because his least the thing that he always hated about superman was that how do you kill him other than kryptonite so mm-hmm. hey at least someone on the on the staff even if it is you know just an actor kind of has a good take on it and has some valid concerns here
1: i know and if he had left those valid concerns and decent judgments at home he'd be a full series cast member by now
2: yeah Probably,
1: but he came in the door with way too much wherewithal, and they told him he he would just have to come back every few weeks. All right, so I'm convinced that's what happens.
2: Probably over to CBS, who, by the way, said no to the Constantine show.
1: No. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, they all did. They probably tried to shove that thing on HGTV at some point.
2: Oh yeah, they they misremembered a few things. They were calling up SCTV, and <laughs> mm-hmm. like, no, that was a that wasn't that's not what you thought it was. Get me John Candy right now. He's what? Oh. (laughs) Supergirl is going to premiere on October 26th. And there's a rumor. There is a rumor. And I've only been able to find it on one place. But from a pretty valid source, generally. um, Hercules from Ain't It Cool News. And he's saying that he's hearing... That The plan is to integrate her into the the same TV universe shared by The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. That's all he says, though. They have released an official synopsis of uh, Supergirl, action-adventure drama based on the DC Comics character Kara Zor-El. Superman's Mm -hmm. cousin, Mm -hmm. who after 12 years of keeping her powers a secret on Earth, decides to finally embrace her superhuman abilities and be the hero she was always meant to be. 12-year-old Kara escaped the doomed planet Krypton with her parents' help at the same time as the infant Kal-El, protected and raised on Earth, by her foster family, the Danvers' Kara grew up in the shadow of her foster sister, Alex, and learned to conceal the phenomenal powers she shares with her famous cousin in order to keep her secret identity. Years later, at 24, Kara lives in National City assisting media mogul and fierce taskmaster Cat Grant, who just hired the Daily Planet's former photographer, James Olsen, as her new art director. However... Kara's days of keeping her talents a secret are over when Hank Henshaw, head of a super-secret agency where her sister also works, enlists her to help them protect the citizens of National City from sinister threats. Though Kara will need to find a way to manage her newfound empowerment with her very few human relationships, her heart soars as she takes to disguise a supergirl to fight crime. That is the official synopsis.
1: Well, that was long. I know! That was a very long way of saying this. <clears throat> Let me do the synopsis over, right? All right, let's do it. Supergirl, a show premiering October, what'd you say, 26th? Yes. October 26th mm-hmm. on CBS. Sure. It will essentially be Superman meets Frozen. Have a nice day.
2: And there will be a karaoke scene. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I guarantee it. I I just... <sighs>
2: there will be a karaoke scene.
1: I will eat something that I would otherwise not eat if I'm wrong. <clears throat> Short of a Now, happy.
2: the interesting thing, interesting. the really interesting thing to me about... The nope. synopsis is the Hank Henshaw drop. Mm-hmm. Freaking cyborg Superman, really? Cyborg Superman is going to be the yeah, Harrison okay. Wells of Supergirl? Okay.
1: No, they. <laughs> They don't have to make him straight, you know. They will, though. They will. It'll. What he'll end up being is some government project to keep a check on people like Superman.
2: Yeah, maybe.
1: That's how these things happen.
2: By the way, they also did. They 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 released a promotional uh, poster with that with that synopsis. That's going to be up on. That's up. That's already up on the Facebook page via Ain't It Cool News. All right, on to Suicide Squad and Jay Courtney. As Captain Boomerang, he says he did cringe when David Ayer told him he wanted him to play Captain Boomerang. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine why. Apparently, Jay Courtney was not a comic book I... kid growing up, uh, so he had to kind of dig in and look at the history of that. But uh, was is actually pretty pleased with how dark and gritty and awesome that David Ayer has made Suicide Squad and Captain Boomerang in particular. He also, in a separate interview, confirms that, by the way, Captain Boomerang is a complete piece of shit so staying true to the source material there (laughs) folks don't worry Um, (laughs) Mm. now uh, popping over to uh, well still suicide squad uh pictures have leaked of of common and uh what his costume looks like he's got a bunch of tattoos on his head we and piercings and whatnot he looks a lot like the green lanterns uh the tattooed man everyone was really really kind of certain he was going to be black manta if he is black manta i mean i guess it would fit in the tattoos and everything kind of fit in with the way aquaman looks they do look a little manty manta ish i would say but
1: uh, it'll give aquaman something to do while he's driving in a 67 porsche and shooting through a window of something
2: right but they haven't actually said who who common is playing in suicide squad yet so by the way warner brothers has actually released a what did you have something
1: no i I just i'm considering at this point because uh suicide squad is bordering on being the most leaked movie of all time Mm i I'm convinced that I, I, I could somewhere by the end of this year probably hop out to international waters and see the movie, uh, well before its release date. But
2: all on iPhone sixes. I,
1: I don't know. The entire security staff seems to be extraordinarily stoned, mm-hmm. or at least helpless. Well, maybe even tied up.
2: I'm confused because David Ayer said, "Okay, no more set picks. We're going dark. We're going to do everything else on a studio." And then
1: by going dark, he means that Leto's going to wear a freaking cloak. Yeah,
2: I don't know because a ton of other That I keep
1: forgetting what those Star Wars characters are called, but he looked like one.
2: Unless, of course, people were taking. I'm assuming this is paparazzi shit. Like people are out there taking pictures. They're saving up pictures because gotta be. they,
1: Some of these are great photos. Yeah,
2: they're saving them up and they're waiting and and okay, well they've gone dark. Let's start. Let's release these out. Trickle them out. You know, ah, that's what I'm assuming is happening.
1: Yeah. If they keep releasing this many set photos, at some point I'm going to be able to take all the leaked photos and string them together in the right order and watch the movie. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, I'm I'm considering, and you and I can discuss it at length over the week, I'm considering, should we do a moratorium on, on Suicide Squad leaked photos? <laughs> um, I mean, really, we're going to spend every week talking about Suicide Squad photos if we don't do that.
2: I know, I know. And I I was thinking about just saying, by the way, there are more Suicide Squad photos popping up. Uh, The only reason I brought up the the common Suicide Squad photos is because it's just it's not, it doesn't look like, we don't know who the hell he's playing. It doesn't look like Black Manna. It doesn't look like really anybody except for maybe the tattooed man. So that's the (laughs) only reason I bring it up. Like, there's a ton of them out there that I'm not even saying. Which almost
1: makes it the anti-news. I'm
2: not even saying anything about those. They're on the Facebook page if anybody was and everywhere else on the damn internet if anyone wants to go check them out they can but i'm not Mm going to sit here and talk about a freaking cloak jared leto looking like emperor palpatine we're not doing that
1: that's the that's the guy i wanted
2: i mean that that was already (sighs) a thing that i decided on i'm just (laughs) like we've got 45 pictures of of will smith like hanging from a rope who the hell cares
1: yeah (laughs) yeah in full costume so you can't even really tell it's him (laughs)
2: Well, he did take off the mask for a couple of them. (laughs) All right, we're moving on to the Mm. official and completely tepid synopsis for Batman v. Superman, which, by the way, does not mention John Constantine at all. Fearing the actions of a godlike superhero left... (laughs) Ill-expected. What?
1: Unexpected. I I fully mentioned that the the people at BVS would take time out of their day, put their flags at half-mast, and openly, openly admit the mourning of... John Constantine's show.
2: Right, right.
1: Maybe I've maybe I've exaggerated his impact.
2: Perhaps. Alan Moore is... By assuming there was Alan one. Moore is somewhere weeping into a, an occult book. <laughs> Fearing the actions of a godlike superhero. Well,
1: here's what happens, though. It, <laughs> get excited, because if a character goes too far to the, to the outskirts, eventually he gets picked up by Grant Morrison and becomes even better. So go ahead. You know what? Now I'm in favor. Go ahead and cancel Constantine's show. Just cancel the whole fucking comic. Mm-hmm. And then wait about five years and Grant Morrison will have a little idea. There we go. Maybe. The whole thing'll be ruined. Maybe. This is this is how I choose to mourn.
2: Okay, now maybe third time's the charm. Batman versus Superman Official Synopsis. Fearing the actions of a godlike superhero left unchecked, Gotham City's own formidable forceful vigilante takes on metropolis's most revered modern day savior while the world wrestles with what sort of hero it really needs and with batman and superman at war with one another a new threat quickly arises putting mankind in greater danger than it's ever known before if you're waiting for more i'm sorry there is no more that's what wb released that's what warner brothers has released as their official synopsis that which we already know, minus all of the things we other well, we also I give know. This,
1: they managed to express nothing in fewer words than CBS did.
2: Uh, well, yeah, but I could have heard. Uh, yeah, I could have dealt with a Wonder because I learned right? exactly
1: shit from the CBS release too.
2: Right, and you know they got they got backlash from this because they didn't mention Wonder Woman. So all all the Wonder Woman fans were like, "Well, I thought Wonder Woman was going to have a big part." Mm-hmm. Which she will, Warner Brothers. No one
1: promised you that.
2: Uh, Wonder Woman.
1: The movie says Batman v. freaking Superman.
2: I think that's when is their court date. I by think the way? that's why it's v instead of versus. The v is Wonder Woman implied. <laughs> right. Batman right. vagina. Superman.
3: <laughs> I, yeah.
1: Take take that internet.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: chew on that for a second. But no,
2: seriously, like lots of people were upset because they thought Wonder Woman was going to be a bigger part of the plot. Which they're not even saying who the who the bad guy is here. I, I mean, I thought Aquaman was supposed to be in here too. The, but the uh, the 2015
1: Aquaman, Flash, every every freaking body's supposed to be in here somewhere, or at least popping into the Suicide Squad. Yeah. But, well, the
2: 2015 whatever. licensing expo, what freaking ever. The 2015 licensing expo is pretty much what warner brothers kind of came back at him with tons of promotional art we're not talking about all of it um but tons of promotional art we got to see the, the suicide squad logo which looks exactly like the comic book suicide squad logo pictures of superman wonder woman and batman's costumes up close very detailed work a lot of it looks really cool um we got to see the inside of the batmobile all of those pictures are up on the facebook page so go check those out there are other lots of other places on the internet as well
1: Yeah, I saw some of those. And, you know, is it sad that my first thought is, why is this in a museum? Why aren't you filming something right now? Damn it, man. Don't you know I'm waiting?
2: (laughs) It's the licensing expo, Jason.
1: This armor should not have a day off.
2: It's the licensing expo. It's not having a day off. It is doing a different job today.
1: (laughs) It's doing a very boring job. They
2: are pimping their wares to the people who who will bring us nice toys and things.
1: This is like watching Batman fill out warranty information on a part he just got for the batmobile a little it needs to be done he needs that three-year guaranteed warranty mm-hmm. but i don't want to watch it
2: well i mean it's what a year until batman v superman it's kind of nice to actually have like an expo where people can just go and take pictures and kind of check out all the stuff that's going to be coming down the pike in the next year it, it amps up excitement maybe mm. not for you hell not even for me
1: no, my impatience tempers my excitement.
2: Yeah, no. Speaking of excitement, one last bit of news. Machinima has dropped all three episodes of Justice League Gods and Monsters Chronicles. They are amazing. Each and every one of them. They're dark. They are pretty damn twisted, honestly. Couldn't be more excited for this. One of them's
1: actually called Twisted. Yes. Isn't
2: th- it? Yes, the the Batman versus Harley Quinn episode, I believe. It's called Twisted. And it is
1: and I'd, I'll say this: this is this is only quasi news because part of the part of the point of this podcast was to give you something to chew on in the times between releases of actual DC content, mm-hmm. which is why we have the time to go back and do reviews of season one and two of Arrow, for instance.
2: Well, at, the, at this um, time, while there isn't anything new, once there is something new, we'll be reviewing that. Of course, such as what we're uh, doing uh, now. TV
1: has breaks, though, and right. And during the time though that you have these kinds of breaks, it's important to find something to do. And since we all don't have more important things to do or just plain don't want to do them. Um, can I suggest looking at the Gods and Monsters movie in general as a way to fill your time?
2: Well, the Gods and Monsters movie... Do not forget
1: to watch the Chronicles first.
2: Right. The movie comes out July 28th, and I am waiting with bated mm-hmm. breath because this first season... I mean, these are three episodes, maybe five, six minutes each. Six. They are. They are nice little stories. They're contained stories about the versions of these characters mm-hmm. you were getting in this, you are going to get in this movie. I get the feeling that, that they just had a bunch of ideas and they didn't have time to throw them all into the one movie and they thought, well, shit, let's, let's just do a thing. Let's just do a web series and I'll be forever grateful to Bruce Tim for this because this is amazing stuff. This is really cool.
1: Oh, and that's that was one of the cool parts about, um, just watched these this morning, but the coolest part about it is it's clearly Bruce Timm's animation style. Oh yeah. I mean every fifth roof has a water tower on it. That's on exactly the same little stages. I mean it's the same ones you can use if you if you go if you play the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. You could swoop across this rooftop, which is actually what I imagined doing when I saw that little shot. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard not to want to grapple things once you've played Arkham City. Right. It's exactly the Bruce Timm kind of style. It's it's his it's his baby. But um he's he's doing some things that didn't exactly show up in you know btas All right. full full gruesome scenes that i'm sure someone told him he wasn't allowed to draw
2: i'll, I'll just say i don't i, I mean, don't really want to get into spoiler territory because you should just really go experience it for yourself but heads in refrigerators
1: well we did we did disclaim it as if you're if it's been released it's fair game
2: yeah but it's an internet thing i feel i feel a little i feel a little iffy about it are we gonna give them hmm <laughs> All right, you've got one week. You have one week.
1: You've got one week, Internet.
2: And we'll probably work it into our conversation next week.
1: And then I'm talking about Brainiac.
2: <laughs> okay, screw it. We're going to talk about it now.
1: <laughs> that was freaking great. Uh, By the sorry. way, they didn't skip on cast either. Benjamin Bratt. Yeah. As uh, Well, it's not even going to be Batman. It's going to be Kirk Langstrom. Yeah. Um, so Michael C. Hall. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. I was the wrong way around. Benjamin Bratt as uh, Superman, and in, in this world, it's like Zod's actual kid.
2: Is yeah, that right? yeah. I, I thought I just read, remembered um, it differently. I was willing to take your word for it, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, I, I remember it wrong. Um, and you've got <laughs> they're in the White House, they're in the Oval Office, and they're referring to Superman as an arrogant bastard. I think it mm-hmm. was. Um, they are. Yeah. This is not this is not your boy in blue. And you, you look at the scene he's in; he's clearly got a heart and and knows what to do with it. But um, man's cold. Man's cold. Yeah,
2: that's,
1: he might end up being. Uh, I might end up liking his version a lot more than what I've seen recently.
2: Yeah, the we'll see. The least messed up. Uh,
1: and uh, now, this one I was excited about. Mm-hmm. What
2: uh, I was just gonna say, the least messed up of of the three, uh, Michael
1: C. Hall as. Uh, <laughs> try this all again. Go.
2: I was saying the least messed up of the three of the three, or is the Wonder Woman. Short, which was m- pretty much just fun. Yeah, yeah, now-
1: yeah. I thought they were actually going to throw in a couple jokes there more than they did. It was very, it was very light and fun.
2: Well, feel free to talk about Michael uh, C. Hall to your heart's content.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, Dexter as freaking Man Bat. Uh, that he's got a good voice. He's got a voice that's needed to be doing voice acting for a while. I don't, I don't know if he's. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. But it, yeah, great voice.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: they they got to do some stuff. I mean, just the characters alone. You've got it's not even Batman. It's Man Bat. You're you're going to have him running around the city, apparently being essentially Dexter, just uh, killing the ones he chooses, mm-hmm. just killing the bad ones. So he finds Harley, who's running around in one of the skimpiest outfits I've ever seen even Harley dressed up in. Yeah. <laughs> Look closely. There's a frill line at the bottom of that, uh, of, of, of essentially, it, she's running around in panties. Mm-hmm. I, I kept looking at that going, what, is it? really, they really just drew her in panties, didn't they? Dear Lord. They did. Yeah, he's, yeah. Okay, that brainiac scene.
2: Yeah, the brainiac scene was. That brainiac
1: scene was damned touching.
2: Yeah, I heard.
1: Damn touching, and you move even, even the Wonder Woman they've got on this version is is essentially Wonder Woman, same uh, same girl. I didn't see a lasso. No, but uh, they gave her a mother box instead. So. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're a god playing Portal, and
2: almost like a Mjolnir sword. <laughs> she had a sword mm-hmm. that she could just like. Summon at will. It was pretty badass.
1: And I assume she has to have the sword to do the portals, because she had to get it to to get out of the little, eh, you'll see. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, really, these things are like six minutes long, so just go devour them. Take you like 15, 20 minutes at most for counting ads here.
1: Yeah, and the time we've been raving about them, you could have watched one and a half. Just go do that, just go do that. And
2: do it, like, pause the podcast, go watch that right now. There's no excuse not to.
1: And, I, you know, I realize I, I realize that if you pause the podcast and go watch those, you may move on to something, run out of time, and forget we're here. And I'm willing to take that risk because I love you. And I want you to see these these
2: chronicles. I feel the same way. These are amazing bits, man. Bruce Timm and Alan Burnett, for God's sake. Do it now.
1: Yeah, that was, that was all I needed.
2: Okay, now it's time for us to get into Season 3 of Arrow and Season 1 of The Flash. Just as we did it last week, we will have no structure. We're going to talk about stuff. Yay. We're going to talk about stuff and hopefully it'll be a little fun for for us and a lot of fun for you or some something like that. Or even the other way around. It, yeah, maybe, but probably probably won't be fun for anyone.
1: <laughs> let's let's start with the um let's start with the highlight here.
2: Uh-huh. What's the highlight for you, Jason? Um
1: what I see is the highlight at least. Uh the flash proved that the premise can go further mm-hmm. and the arrow did a, an amazing job of setting up its little universe so that everything can go expand now mm-hmm. if arrow season 3 did nothing and in some cases that is exactly what happened right if it did nothing else it gave us more of the things that we are clearly loving cuz if we talked that we could do like the the dark side and the bright side of this whole freaking uh, even this episode it just basically be arrow season 3 okay you know it's an uptick from season two but that's not saying much mm-hmm. and then the flash which is if we started would just be an hour of us going oh my god the flash is awesome roughly yes maybe an one hour of two.
2: my big well <laughs> the big villain in case you didn't know of the flash is harrison wells who is secretly eobard thawne mm-hmm. aka the reverse flash that character as mm-hmm. played by tom cavanaugh is so intensely interesting
3: mm-hmm.
2: that it Really, really, just I could not give any damns about Rayshaw Ghoul over and Arrow. He was one of the more, most, and I, I was, I was hoping, I was really hoping, but he wound up being for the first half of the season. He was really interesting, and then he wasn't. Basically, the build up to He Ra's was Chagul.
1: only interesting then because you had hope, and by the end of season two, you had lost that hope. You mean season
2: three?
1: You were self as a viewer. You were going some through some sort of like viewers league of assassins training yeah. where they break you down and build you back
2: i i didn't care i don't i don't remember the guy who plays racial ghoul i don't i'm sorry and i know that makes me a, a shitty host but
1: sorry name you will not be dropped honestly
2: i, I didn't I, the guy was not bad in the role either i mean i just i no, just didn't best, care
1: best rage i've ever seen
2: well i mean you had that or liam neeson i mean i mean for my money i just like
1: I even liked it more than the. I, I'm saying, well, pull I mean, David short Warner. of a couple storylines, I even liked it more than BTS. Oh,
2: uh-oh. as a character,
1: actually. Hey, I, I know. I know. No. we'll get into my blasphemy some other time, though.
2: No, no, no. That needs to be explained right the hell now. <laughs> that is
1: it does not need to be addressed.
2: Like I'm over here thinking, okay, time to mm-hmm. pull David Warner out of his wheelchair and have him hobble in with a sword. What, what, what possible explanation I like your version more now what possible explanation could you have for that for that terrible opinion <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, he he is a lot uh, this guy was a lot more interesting to actually watch and I, I, here's the reason I can say that, because I have never given two dams about Ra's mm-hmm. Never. I, I, he's not one of my favorite villains of anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, the most interesting thing he's done as a villain was, in any of the books I'm even aware of, ha, is hop into Batman's files and use his plans, because, you know, they were better.
2: That was badass. I believe that was Mark <laughs> Wade who wrote that story.
1: I do not recall. <laughs> I mean that
2: was that was badass, but anybody could have done that. That could
1: have been Svetlana. That could have been freaking Doctor Ivo. Anybody could have
2: been, but it weren't. It was Raich.
1: But it weren't, and that's the best you've got though. Is <laughs> I, he's not an interesting character to me. He's a dude who runs a League of Assassins. Everything about him is either live or die. There's no nuance to the character. I've never cared. Is he the- I don't. Th- there's not a lot of play for me here. His, it's. It's him, it's his daughter that he kept, keeps trying to creepily pimp out. I think that's part of what I don't like about it. Is it's, it always feels weird and slightly rapey, just, just his storylines. Especially the ones that actually involve his daughter. Yes,
2: Detective, you shall marry a daughter of mine. This,
1: this one was no different, by the way.
2: Yeah. He's, we thought that he might be different, and then like the last couple episodes he's like and you shall marry my daughter nissa
1: oh right it's all about i will decide who beds my daughter no you no no (laughs) no i don't know this guy played it a little interesting and maybe it was just the fact that he was it was a live character playing it It, maybe it's just a live person doing something and i thought there might be more nuance to Mm. it rather than the the cartoon version where i know what the hell's gonna happen
2: right right i you know the the character has only ever been truly interesting for me in batman the animated series i love david warner i love that strange creepy little voice he's got so yeah i'm that rage was never the most interesting character to me but at the same at the same time he he was never better than he was on on batman the animated series for me um
1: this, Eh, this there's a very low bar uh, low cap on this whole thing well me. i think my excitement level is not going to go over 1.5
2: well i think what i really loved about the animated series version of it is they didn't get into the league of Assassins stuff we didn't have we just had like cats running around with like cyanide gas you know that they would kill themselves with which was crazy to see on a cartoon by the way saturday morning is some dude just demand and we
1: got that here like, too. by the way
2: so. not going to be interrogated by batman Gas. all right damn okay but you know with with the race it wasn't like you never really saw it's a good
1: way to win an interrogation
2: well, sure, you lose a lot of other things, but you won that interrogation. Raish, <laughs> in the series, though, in, in Batman, the animated series, you never see Raish with a bunch of ninjas by his side, only Ubu. And I think more more fun than even Raish was, I I loved Ubu and Batman's dynamic. Right. Like, Batman goes to walk in front of Raish, and, Infidel, that's one. <laughs> Like Batman's <laughs> counting how many times Ubu can actually like step up to him before he takes him down. <laughs> you must forgive my manservant, Batman.
1: And as <laughs> as fun as that is, I just I don't know. I can't. So
2: Ra's al Ghul, not uh, the most I, interesting I, villain. I,
1: when he was cast uh when when he was brought up last year as we're gonna have raise our ghoul i mean I, I thought it might be fun i thought it'd be a much lighter part though because I, I didn't know they'd take on this whole al Sahim thing but yeah. hey I, that was at least a cool thing and i'll give him this and this is why i like this is why i've liked arrow when i've really liked it it's been because of this they didn't drag it out the action stuff when things happen they happen mm-hmm. so he commits to being Al Sahim. uh uh-huh, he does and like Three episodes later, he betrays him. Well, I, don't, I don't have to sit there and watch him be in training for a year. None of that I mean,
2: crap. You know what? I, I feel like that was dragging it out. It was dragging it out longer than it had to be. I was like, oh, why are we doing this now?
1: <laughs> what, like, your version of it would have would have had him going, Rage, I'll accept your request. Psych. Like, what, what did you... Go- <laughs> what
2: did you- <laughs> I, I maybe would have had one cliffhanger. And pull his hand back and put it behind his head? I maybe would have had one... I maybe would have had one cliffhanger where he's like, I accept your offer. And then... See, basically just like with Gotham, I would have pushed it up. You pushed that shit up to mid-season. Now when when Rache kills Oliver in the in the when Rache kills Oliver during the duel at the mid-season cliffhanger that was cool that mm-hmm. was awesome oh yeah I was I was all a Twitter
1: it is it was it's moments like that and we asked this question at the end of the uh, at the end of the season one and two review and we couldn't adequately answer it because at this point we were we were in the middle of a dark cave and couldn't see light on anything. any end mm-hmm. but it is it's moments like that. That are just damned cool. It is.
2: It is that that the, um, like just Oliver being like, I'm gonna sack up and go take down Ra's al Ghul. Okay, <sighs> okay, then. And then they had the balls. Get on. They buddy. had the balls to to kill Oliver Queen
1: at the end of the. That was. I mean, was I know it's a mid season finale. Yeah, I know. I know it was gonna come back. Sure. I know all these things. And yet, you stabbed he- that boy in the heart. He um, stabbed him
2: through the heart. I thought he just stabbed I'm sure him through the Sure, Hell, going to
1: be back in January trying to figure out how you're getting out of that.
2: I was fairly certain he just stabbed him through the gut. Um, was it just the
1: gut? Well, he pushed him off a cliff. Anyway. Yeah,
2: but they did a really they did they did a really good job of showing that <laughs> fight. They,
1: you know, for for cliffhangers, you, you can't beat actually shoving somebody off the side of a cliff.
2: That's true. Um,
1: Take that, Meta.
2: But they even did a good job of the choreography there because it looked like Rache was toying with him. It looked. Like he was it really
1: did, he has his little hand tucked behind his back most of the time he 's just strolling around. You can tell this is a man who's been sword fighting for two hundred years mm-hmm. and winning mm-hmm. all of them he has uh, the the kind of lifestyle he lives it's kind of like the uh the thing about anybody who's a bomb expert by definition has never had a bad day at work <laughs> him too. <laughs> You cannot roll around being that level of gangsta and not have some real fight in you. And he has done it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give it that.
1: And you see it. You see it. I, that's why. I mean, about in the mid-season when I was seeing him just toy with Oliver. And then, you know, even gave him a little bit of credit that he fought a little bit better than he thought he mm-hmm. would. It he was, he was giving him a kindergarten at that point, but it still.
2: Yeah. All right. Nah. So... It got intensely interesting there for a while. The season started out, season three of Arrow started out with an exciting twist. I knew it was coming at some point. I just didn't know when. The death of Sarah. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, that also meant that inevitably someone one of the cast members had to be the one that did it. And I... i
1: Oh, yeah. You weren't going to pull in a new character for that.
2: And it was like, they were like, well, it would be kind of cool if it was Roy, if he did it on the Mir- Mirakuru, and blah, blah, blah. Or it really could be cool if it was Thea and Malcolm Merlin had it. Wait, screw it. Let's do both. Okay. <laughs> right. All right. So we get to see these characters trudge through these terrible, stupid emotions.
1: Yeah. Roy, whose red hood is actually made <laughs> out of herring at this point.
2: Right, right. And, and this, is, this is... We live in a reality where people will do incredibly stupid terrible hurtful things because they're drunk and they won't blame themselves because they were drunk these characters Mm -hmm. are under mind control and terrible drugs like mirakuru roy Mm -hmm. sacrificing himself going to prison because i killed a policeman once when i was out of my mind and didn't know what i was doing i'm getting what i deserve
1: yeah that one's a little that one's a little existential for me. I, admit. I can
2: I can get down with the idea that he's giving money to the family. I understand. Let's ignore the fact that that cop probably had no, a pretty. good No, that was actually plan. really
1: nice. That that was uh, that was some depth there.
2: But yeah, that that was nice. I like that. But to be and stu- I,
1: I I appreciate the nobility of of feeling bad. Um, I uh, I can get it behind as a as a as a as a storyline. It's not the worst thing that they've done to us.
2: Right? Could not be more sick of.
1: See, I think in Thea's case. Well, in both of their cases, though, they have this... I think they they think on some level that they were the ones who actually did it. Yeah. That that mind control mushrooms or whatever the hell it was, and and Mirakuru can't really work that way. That it is still you. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, I agree with them. Because as a viewer, I was watching it thinking, come on, mind control... flowers or whatever what? no no
2: why yeah and that's that's exactly the response you should have been having
1: i mean even on the show they he brings it up for the first time and there's all these this mind control stuff and one of them I, I forget if it was him or um or the other guy whose name i can never remember accurately um <laughs> actually said that's a thing now
2: mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i don't remember
1: and i i damn near clapped sitting alone in my room i damn near clapped
2: yeah yeah i just yeah. i don't care i don't see uh... you though I, okay, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to buy. I guess I guess that there are magic mind control things. This is reportedly some some version of the DC universe. I've accepted a lot weirder, to be honest.
1: Mm-hmm. That's fair.
2: Um, none of that makes any makes it easier for me to accept that Team Arrow would just keep letting malcolm merlin come in i just i don't i don't buy it <laughs> i just i don't i don't at all like i could i
1: he's, could he's one of those people though who's so damn shady you'd almost rather he is the definition of keep your friends and enemies that that whole he phrase. might be. he's the definition of that i want that enemy as close as i can get him
2: maybe and i could understand if oliver was like all right you bastard train me which is basically what he did
1: that is almost verbatim i'm
2: sure but it's it's disconcerting to keep watching Team Arrow bicker with Arrow, with Oliver about it. Like, I can't believe you go going to trust him again. What? Why would you trust him again, Oliver? <laughs> oh, my damn. Can we just all come to a decision that we're either going to follow Oliver or not and stop bitching and whining about it? It, it was...
1: I would have really loved it if Oliver had walked in somewhere around episode 18 or so and said, you know what? I'm sick of this. Everyone, family meeting. Family, gather around. Mm -hmm. Passed out hot cocoa with marshmallows. Mm -hmm. And explain to everyone that they can either go the fuck to their rooms, (laughs) be quiet, or trust him. You can go early, have an early bedtime, and go whine like a baby. Or... You can man the fuck up and follow me.
2: By the way, this is the season where, where where Diggle truly came into his own. Apparently, as the character who constantly gives Oliver the wrong advice. This is don't ever tell Thea. You keep can never to tell. Thia. Say you're wrong about that. I'm not though. I keep wanting to say you're I'm wrong, not.
1: but I can't prove
2: it. I will be like, you need to tell Felicity how you feel, Oliver. Okay. Well, Oliver tells her how he feels, and that ends in tears because how oliver feels is he can't be arrow and be with her all right you should never tell thea that you see
1: he was kind of right about that he needed to actually say it out loud so they could both face the fact that that wasn't uh, going to work
2: but mostly what diggle's advice is involves lying just, <laughs> just
1: it often you does. can't
2: tell thea she'll never forgive you it's, oliver it- oh diggle just stop, man.
1: And then don't drag don't drag Thea into this. It's it's for her own good. We need to protect her. And then season finale, whose ass gets saved by Thea in a costume? Mr. Diggle. Yeah. Now This is by the way, this is one of my favorite things about this show so far is and I've said this before, they spent all this time protecting Thea from apparently being a badass.
2: Yeah, of course. She would not have been a badass if it hadn't been for Malcolm Merlin. It
1: was one of the most, it was the most, I don't know. That is the one decision she made in this entire show that I got behind. Mm-hmm. At the end of everything at season, around season two's ending, she kind of looked around and went, you know what? Fuck these guys. I'm going to go with this guy. Mm-hmm. I know he's a piece of shit. I know he's lied to me my entire life. But he is at least apparently my dad, and we're going to go explore that for a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm actually shaky on whether she she knew she knew it was his dad, right?
2: Uh, yeah, I think they had a pretty I think she had a pretty good idea Either that he way. was a he was a son of a bitch. But
1: I can't remember exactly where that laid. But still, but she's like so is everyone. That was, else, that was so. the, the most. Supportable decision I've seen her make so far was I'm gonna run off with this guy. He seems to know how to fight, and looking at this scene right now, I think I might need to know that too. hmm
2: Now I, I couldn't no, have been more pleased. Wasn't. I could not have been more pleased that Oliver finally told Thea that he was the arrow. And I couldn't have been more pleased that she was actually okay with it. Like that was that was just that was just perfect. That made my heart warm. I finally we don't have to- It did. It made it made I mean as I was so sick of that. So
1: sick of that crap by now. I mean, she's running a club with a giant basement in it mm-hmm. and has never gotten down there because it's flooded. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have an inspector somewhere she's worried about that it, That was going to wonder why the flooded room was still part of her structure and what she was doing about it. Yeah, This is one of the least believable things in the entire show is that she didn't care what was going on in that room. And it bothered me every single time. So, yeah. And he shows her, and my reaction... I I saw it. I had to pause the actual show because I I physically stood up and yelled, Thank god to i guess my ceiling and then (laughs) had to actually settle down and breathed a couple times and then continued the episode
2: right and i i i didn't do that i just kept going please don't be mad please don't be mad please don't be mad please don't be angry with oliver i cannot handle that this season i cannot handle any more you lied to me bullshit (laughs) just be okay with the fact that he was lying to protect you even though i'm not okay with it just be okay with right. the fact that he was doing this and he was saving people. Look at that side of it. He he has been saving people, including your ass, all this time. And she was. She was perfectly okay with it. She gave him a hug and told him that he saved lives and that he was an amazing person. Show thank you.
1: And was proud. He was. She was even proud. Like... Oliver actually cries a little bit during that scene, and I thought, yeah, man,
2: let one out. Let one the hell out. And, you know, the whole time.
1: He's been running around in secret this whole time, and his sister finally tells him she's proud.
2: Yeah, and Diggle's over in the corner in the shadows, unseen, going, make a damn liar out of me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> D- Diggle, you are the warrior of the century, not a relationship counselor. <laughs> right. He is, though, man. I he is. I enjoy watching him fight more than Arrow. Or more than Oliver, I guess. And it. The only reason is this. He has this really, I, I, don't, I don't, I'm sure there's a word for what I'm thinking right now, but he has this very handsy fight style that looks like a barroom brawl, mm. and it's quick as all fuck. Mm-hmm. It's just fun to watch. Like, I'll go back and rewind his scenes, because in the last couple episodes, what is he? He walks up to, like, two people, and he walks up to, to, to the two guards, and gets within striking distance and kind of tells them, like, hey, guys, hey. And then the moment he's within striking distance, just, it's like eight hits. Right. In about two seconds. Right. <laughs> And they're done. His scenes are really fun. So Oliver
2: tells Thea that he's the arrow. She's behind him all the way. Thank you, Show. But the show giveth and the show taketh away. The show made us pay-
1: And somewhere, Constantine was not seen.
2: Right. The show made us pay for that very easy, seamless transition from the uh, not knowing to knowing by giving us more than half of a season of, of Quentin Lance being pissed at Laurel yeah. for not telling him that Sarah died. That was, that was the other big one that I was just kind of, yeah. please just tell your dad. Please just tell your dad. I know he's over here cl- sputtering and clutching his heart every five seconds, but please, damn it, just tell your father that Sarah's dead, you piece of shit. He knows that she's a ninja. He knows that she's in danger. Just be like, "Hey, Dad. By the way, I hate to tell you this."
1: He knows she works for the League of Assassins. Her job is to enter mortal battle.
2: Right. His 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 old ticker can keep handling that.
1: Just go ahead and tell him. By the way, and this is, oh, if 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 a cardiologist ever listens to this freaking podcast, please do me the favor of of responding to this question: Is there a condition? That you can have in which you would be eligible to work as a high-level police officer with field work. Right. And yet would actually die if you heard hard news. Well,
2: (laughs) 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 to be fair, they told him to stay out of the field. They did. They told him to stay out of the field. They
1: but he obviously was okay when he got out there.
2: Well, but no, he wasn't always okay when he got out there. Except
1: for, like, one time, and he, he just needed a nitro oh, pill, and he was on no. his
2: feet. No, sir. No, sir. I was so annoyed. Except
1: for the hospitalization. I was everything.
2: so annoyed, through because he keeps going in the field. I'm like, damn it, Lance, stop going in the field. Every time he gets in the field, he raises a gun and starts having a heart attack. They kept showing us that. Him, like, <laughs> raising a gun, falling on the ground, <laughs> holding his heart. <sighs> Damn it, man! Sit behind your desk. Be angry with the world. <clears throat> stop raising that gun, because you're gonna have a you're gonna have a stroke or a heart attack or something. Fumbling for your pills, man. It, oh man.
1: Well, if I remember, if I understand it correctly, in order to carry a firearm on duty, you have to pass a, a barrage of physical and mental tests. Mm-hmm. I don't mean too many of these things, but at the very least, you have to be physically healthy, and you have to be not remarkably unstable mentally. I phrase that very specifically. <laughs> All right. you That's a minimum. So let me just rephrase the question then. Is it possible to have a heart condition in which you would be eligible to carry a gun on duty and yet not be able to take what is only metaphorically heartbreaking news?
2: <laughs> there are a number of places where any cardiologist I- out there who's listening to this can can answer that question uh, you can you can comment on itunes or or i i assume stitcher and you can also I, comment on our facebook page please do i
1: will write a hand I, I will hand write a letter to the producers of arrow apologizing for my comments that they are not even aware of
2: it'd be nice of you jason
1: or some other some other act of contrition that we come up with let me know if it's necessary
2: more likely we'll just go whoops all right well done show. But I will go whoops on recorded air. <laughs> and mean it. And I will mean it. All right. Um some of the uh, some of the more egregious missteps this season, the entire Wildcat thing was just poorly done. Laurel all over.
1: And poorly ah. Uh, see, Wildcat's right up there with you have the original Black Canary on your cast, mm-hmm. and you're not using it. Mm-hmm. You have Wildcat on your cast, and you're not using mm-hmm. it.
2: I mean, he's a young. Street I mean, tough. it was
1: cool. It was cool to to give the nod to him training the Black Canary. That was good. Yeah, could have used him more.
2: Now, if they really that's what I don't get. If they really want to do some real CW shit, like why are they not bringing in Alex Kingston? Being like, by the way, Captain Lance isn't your dad. This old bastard with the boxing gloves is your dad. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean,
1: I was amazed. I was amazed that Laura. And Wildcat didn't have a fling.
2: Well, I mean, Ugh. probably wound up being her brother or something.
1: That seemed like it was just <laughs> inevitable.
2: I mean, <laughs> if they if they brought in if they brought in like old classic Wildcat to trainer, and then her mom was like, "By the way, that's your real dad." Like we could have had a whole we could have we could have had a, a scene with Laurel watching a whole ping pong tournament. Just just glancing around sporadically just, confused oh man
1: it just cuts back to her every five minutes and she's still doing the same take
2: and by the way laurel is i i understand that that her character is not a fighter even though we were shown stuff in season one that they haven't they've decided not to use and she she's still at the very early stages of training she's just so awkward and awful as black canary just kind of flummoxing around with that stick i just i don't know
1: yeah that's a that's a problem that i've had with i don't know if it's i don't know what it is if it's her choreography or just how she's doing it maybe the way they're shooting it i don't know i did i saw an interview with katie cassidy fighting is not
2: believable katie cassidy actually i saw an interview with katie cassidy and she said that they were purposefully making her look really bad in her fight scenes because she's not there yet in this part of the growth of the character. I'm hoping that's true, but I kind of don't believe I'm it. I'm
1: convinced that's a thing that uh, that a producer told her to make her feel better.
2: Maybe, maybe so. I I don't know. But
1: you know. oh, honey, it's not your fault. No, we're we're kind of doing that. We're playing that up well, a little you, bit. It's not your fault. You'll get better if you think about it. Secretly, he's crossing his fingers that she will get better.
2: I'm, I I somewhat think maybe that 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 one scene in in season one where she just kicked ass probably took about. 50 takes and they thought oh this isn't going to work (laughs) let's not mention this again (laughs) so
1: they drummed up a sister character to take on the mantle for a while Uh
2: to maybe get her ready possibly i'm not i'm not sure what's happening
1: yeah but then did you just forget to train her during season two
2: that's the scary thing what if they have been the entire time
1: (laughs) (laughs) and this is where they've got right
2: like well she couldn't train for those like six months because she was recovering from plastic surgery and then well, now she's just kind of well, she got a little method on the she got a little method on the addiction storyline. We've had some stuff to deal right, with with was. Katie. And um <laughs> I don't know, man.
1: They spent the first five months trying to make her face express something other than shock and anger. <laughs> right. The other seven months were spent trying to recast her, yeah. and I assume they spent a good six months in a lab trying to clone her, but somehow get her on-screen sister's fighting ability mm-hmm, into her. Mm-hmm.
2: That's what happened.
1: Because be. the, you know, what's the, I forget the girl who plays Sarah's name, but she can fight. She looks great in those. Katie Lot. Katie Lott. Well, that girl can fight.
2: She can. She can.
1: Or at least she can make a series of movements on screen that make a fight believable to me when I watch from the comfort of my own home.
2: When the hell did? in in all of the things that was going on in the flash like we got a lot of the cool villains we got multiplex we got got captain boomerang i think he was on arrow though wasn't he?
1: yeah but they chased him down the team flash went over to starling to help out yeah
2: the crossover episodes have never been terribly convincing to me they like i don't i don't know i've loved them i I love them i love them i love seeing those characters together but timeline wise because especially the back half of the season those those episodes it was like roy jumps down and says i am the arrow and it ends on that cliffhanger and then we get felicity and and ray show up in central city and they're like oh yeah well oliver's dealing with some stuff with with some guys and league of assassins and stuff
1: well but that was the other way around in air dates, they were off in Central City taking care of some stuff, and then the next day, Roy, you know, arrows it up.
2: Okay. So, they was, it was just one, they misaired them then. Is that what you're, is that what you're purporting? No, they aired them just
1: That'd fine. They, they aired, you know, it's Flash on Tuesday, so they air on Wednesday, and they had plenty of, plenty of time to get back. I assume it's a, it's only like a, you know, two minute sprint for Barry, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, that would be a very
2: long distance. By the way, that's Never a good mind. call. Ray Palmer, fantastic uh, addition to, to the cast of Arrow. Can't yep. say enough about him. Uh, good actor. Great character. Couldn't be more annoyed with Felicity for breaking his heart, but hey, you know, she's she's got to be with...
1: And these things happen. And Kid took it well. Kid took it well, he didn't
2: He did. He just buried himself in his work and then apparently destroyed his entire building um so
1: well like here's the thing this is the difference between people that are as successful or as successful as as palmer and people like myself um uh. who i'll call normal human a mm-hmm. um, normal human a gets his heart broken in such a manner uh, drinks for two weeks hinges on losing his job and barely pulls his life back from the brink of time mm-hmm. whereas palmer buries himself in his work and invents an entire new field of science mm-hmm. There's a reason he's got billions of dollars, and I don't.
2: So, yeah, okay. I'm starting to understand my life a little better.
1: <laughs> I'm just, hey, habits of successful people. When your heart's broken, invent an entirely new form of science. When
2: your heart's not broken, invent an, inform, an entirely new form of science.
1: Perfect the entirely form, new form of science.
2: So, Felicity...
1: Ways to mend from a heartbreak. Join a superhero team.
2: Felicity and Ray were a great combination. I really... I i really did i liked them a lot i liked them a lot together i liked them a lot as
1: those two dorks were a just great fun to watch
2: nice little doctor who mentions there, were. there. couple there were um always beloved <laughs> i was actually proud of oliver for a second for um for telling diggle to for firing diggle and saying you know you have a family now do that kind of sad that didn't keep go keep up you know I kind of felt like that was a needless. Thing. No, there
1: were hints of hints of humor in the Arrowverse at that point, though. Where, um, <clears> when when Palmer's getting introduced and him and Felicity are together, at, doesn't Arrow doesn't Oliver just at some point kind of have an oh my God, there's two of them mm-hmm. line? I, I I'm um, not
2: sure that was I'm not sure that was Oliver's line. I don't remember to be honest.
1: He, he has some crack about like, are you sure about him? He might be your brother or something like that. <laughs> I really I cannot remember the line. That might have been Diggle Nor the beat, nor the episode. it sounds like a Diggle. All I know is that somewhere in there... Which one?
2: Are you sure about him? He might be your brother. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I really can't say.
1: See, Dickle though, has actually dropped a joke here and there. I know it was Oliver that said at least one joke somewhere in there, and the only reason I remember it at all, because obviously I don't remember the line or where it Mm -hmm. went or who said it, but I do remember who said it. All right, strike the who said it. I'm almost sure it was Oliver. All right. And he is capable of levity.
2: I would think I would remember that, but maybe not.
1: Yeah, last few episodes. Oh well. Now with uh with with Flashville mm-hmm. here, um, we we talked about some stuff we didn't like about it because we've gotten to talk about Flash a lot. But like, it's it, it, it was have. actually live airing when this whole casting of pods began, so <laughs> we got to do a a recap of that finale.
2: We did, and
1: and. Break it down for you and whatnot, but
2: we, we, I mean,
1: as a season, man, eight and a half out of ten, right?
2: Yeah, man. And what, what's great about the flash is it actually lends credibility to Arrow. There was that nice little bit where where you might not have, if you were just watching Arrow this season, you might not have understood why why Captain Lance just so all of a sudden quickly forgave Laurel for, for lying to him about Sarah's death, and the, but the reason that happened was because of a fan dam tastic talk with joe from the flash and joe just pretty much mm-hmm. puts the whole thing in perspective for for lance oh you saying i'm a dick cool okay i'm, I'm right. gonna go hug my daughter <laughs> and tell her i love her you know
1: <laughs> i mean look if you need to put some just homegrown heart into a scene grab you a joe
2: grab you a joe west grab man. you a,
1: a little slice of joe
2: grab grab a piece of jesse l martin with those Big, tearful, soulful eyes. <laughs> oh, my God, Joe. They are. They are. I think Joe might be my favorite character of the Flash. Just every time I see him. He's, he's, I'm just, he grows on you, I'm doesn't just, he? Uh, he not have to grow on me. And
1: his eyes, like if, if there is ever kind of a Mad Max apocalypse of some kind, <laughs> those, those big doe eyes, no one's ever going to kill him. I don't care how hard you think you are. You look into the, that man's eyes and you try to end him. I dare you
2: every movie, every movie and or television show where they in the world as we know it, when the mm-hmm. <laughs> when the onslaught of the wave is coming toward a major population. I'm just thinking of maybe the, the uh the nuclear blast in the distance and the Terminator movies where you or the the first Terminator movie where you see the uh, the swing set in the little playground. Mm-hmm. I just every every mm-hmm. apocalypse movie from here on out should cut to that swing set. And Jesse L. Martin holding a little girl and looking up at the <laughs> looking up at the fallout <laughs> tearfully <laughs> it would sell me on no, every I, apocalypse
1: movie <laughs> I no. this is you can I can put an anticlimax on every apocalypse movie from here on by doing this you whatever your act 1 is where the, the apocalypse starts mm-hmm. fine and somewhere during act 2 when it all starts revving up or somewhere during mid movie where the war is really about to begin uh, to be, to begin you, you have your you have your humans on one side and your i don't know uh, genetically modified crab human hybrids on the other who are now charging mm-hmm. you could stop every war from that point on by just it, instead of putting out your armies just send him out the front gate across the moat and just have Jesse L. Martin stand there and kind of go, come on, guys. War will end.
2: <laughs> also, any any further...
1: All the crab people will be like, you know what, you're right.
2: Any fu- click, 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 click. click. <laughs> also, any further Sharknado movies? I just want Jesse L. Martin running around with a chainsaw, slicing up flying sharks, and laughing his ass off. Just having a great time with it. <laughs> That's what, I will watch every Sharknado movie if they put that in.
1: And then being really sad when all the sharks are dead.
2: They're never all dead, Jason. They're never all dead. All right. So how... They've really dealt with a lot of time travel stuff and Flash. Totally down for it. Love it all. Let's do it. Can't believe Harrison Wells slash Ebert Thawne killed Simon Stagg. How are we going to get Metamorpho now? Hmm.
3: Um,
1: I keep forgetting that's where that comes from.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just so much good stuff in the Flash. Iris is is obviously the wink, the weak link because apparently none of those writers know how to write a woman, or maybe they do. And I'm a misogynist. Yeah, I don't know. A lot
1: of, <laughs> they just they just haven't had. There hasn't been a lot of room for her. Like, right? There's been enough going on in that show that she didn't need to be a huge plot turner most of the time.
2: And she hasn't. Yeah, been. she's just. I mean, sort of- the two
1: times that she had a real effect on the season storyline were, you know, once when she talks him out of um, the fight with Grodd, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it was before that when uh, when they actually have a when they actually have a moment and finally kiss, and then Barry resets time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been all back half of the season. Anything she's done up to that was writing in a blog or naming him something awful like the streak or I don't know being angry with him because he was mind controlled one time or something i yeah, i don't know what to do with that like there there have been longing looks from barry toward her but nothing nothing substantial they they haven't given her a lot to do they just they just
1: didn't know what to do with it yet it's like buying a new grill and hooking up the propane and not really being able to afford steaks for a few weeks after that it just sits there being useful mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. pretty but nothing else that you can really be done with it
2: yeah I don't completely buy that she's Joe's daughter, either. Like, I understand. I, Why? I understand it, but, I mean, I, I realize it's a thing in the show.
1: No, I had to explain Rache, and you have to explain that. What is, un- what is unbelievable about that relationship?
2: Their relationship is completely unbelievable to me. I can't believe that Jesse L. Martin's character, I can't believe that Joe would sire such a useless being and like i said maybe that will (laughs) maybe that will change he didn't
1: he sired an entirely useful being who just hasn't had enough time on the show yet to be all that useful
2: yeah that's possible i i kind of hate the whole let's not tell daddy that we're dating thing with her and eddie i that just seems that that outright seems I mean, she she at the very least shouldn't be angry with angry with Joe and Barry for not telling her that she, that he's the Flash. Which, by the way, totally glad they went ahead and pulled that rabbit out of the hat. That cat is out of the bag. Oh yeah, and I'm, I'm, uh, see, I'm pleased I think with they that. are
1: learning. This is one of the most. This is uh, some optimism to be had, unbridled even. I'll say for now. The the these shows aren't relying on the whole. Let's keep a big web of lies thing going on anymore. I'd like to mm-hmm. think again that when when Mara was more, 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 more was stabbed, that that whole thing ended, right. and everything from then on was just a healing process. Um,
2: you know, I'm so I mean, by probably the end just season one of the Flash.
1: Who doesn't know what's ha- happening?
2: I am probably just being unfair I, to. I, uh, I do, for the record, unfair thank you to Iris.
1: Being unfair to Iris.
2: Um, I don't have a problem with the, with the actress. E- even uh, I don't. Uh, it's, it's just a, it's just a lack of of character depth in a lot of ways, and then and just her not having a lot to do, she just kind of they they wrote this very it was a bad arc it just was it was it made me think less of the character that she was sort of just sabotaging Barry's relationship with Linda uh, because she selfishly wanted yeah that
1: was that was kind of a
2: Barry some, somewhere subconsciously like she's actively sabotaging Barry but like sub but it's all subconscious. She didn't mean to. Uh, I don't, uh, I'm i not buying that. That's no, and
1: they have a quick talk about that. Uh, then Barry kind of call her out on it at some point and uh, give her a speech that's along the lines of, you know, if you don't want me, that's fine, but you can't stop other people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: He got a little annoyed with her being, uh, I don't know. It really was. It was a, you can't have it both ways.
2: Um, we've, hey. we've already spoken about how... Uh, how just solidly good John Wesley Ship is. Aside from Wells' favorite villain of the facili- of the of the season is going to have to go to Hamill for the trickster. Just on point. Yeah, but that's just how your heart wants to vote. That is not just how my heart wants to vote. What what does your
1: mind tell you? Hamill. Hamill. Okay. Well, then it's two for two. My
2: heart and mind are in tandem. Hamill. Mm. Um, Snart was a lot of fun.
1: Sli- I slightly resented that episode because i don't actually want to go back and watch the flash from what was that the 80s Uh-huh. 70s uh, it was
2: 89
1: somewhere 90, around that area
2: like that. i think it was 90
1: oh god was it that late but
2: it's only like I'm 20 bored. it's only 22 anyway, episodes i don't, you don't actually to want to go
1: back and watch that
2: it's only 22 episodes and no i don't have to. in case they actually unless they actually which by the way that's been one of the weirder things for me in the flash is that they brought in amanda Pays. As her character from the original Flash series, except she's older and basically where that character would probably be had this much time passed. And they also did that for a, uh, I can't remember his name. He was a cop in the original Flash series. And now he's like the commissioner or something. And he's playing the exact same character. (laughs) I don't know what they're doing with that. I don't know why they're doing that. It might just be a wink. It might just be a throwaway thing. But it's odd to me. And I keep thinking like if they're actually going to bring in multiverses into the Flash what if they're actually just going to do it where like what if John Wesley's ship is Barry Allen from a different timeline who wound up like figuring out the multiverse thing before this Flash does obviously goes into an, into the past of another timeline and just changes his name to his father's name and has Barry Allen entirely possible i don't think
1: they'll get around to it because there's only, only you know so much time in an episode and they've got a lot going on they do have a lot I mean, going on when we when we last left barry he's running up into a, a, <laughs> a
2: black hole but at the same time you're gonna have he's one of the main characters busy. one of the main characters is about to become a supervillain one of the main characters yeah. is was a supervillain all along and we don't know how much Tom Cavanaugh is actually going to be involved uh, as far as being the real Harrison Wells or whoever the hell he's going to wind up being. I, th- I think there's, although I think there's some room to play, I man. Hope as much as possible. I think there's some room to play, and if they if they actually make the, the original, if they're doing all these multiverses and they actually make the original Flash show part of that canon in some capacity, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be sad for it. That's that's gonna be really, really no. Then they awesome. can they can work it
1: in. They've it's they've started the multiverse thing. They can work all that in if they want to. If they really want, to. and that's
2: by and large the most exciting now, um, thing about the Flash show is that they're they're going for it, man. They're they're riding the horse.
1: Oh, and I I really loved this about Trickster is you know that that was a really fun episode that kind of ended kind of ended with a whimper a little bit mm-hmm. as far as the, the Trickster's entire plot. Um, and that's that's the way I remember all that actually working every time. They they square off. Mm-hmm. The trickster doesn't really. He's he's a nuisance, and he has he can be deadly, but he's not he's not a Joker level agent of chaos. Right. He he's just just menacing enough to really need to be put down because he will kill. But he he just I don't know. It it made sense that it was just a simple trick to foil his entire scheme.
2: Mm-hmm. But Hamill's
1: and off to his medication he Hamels goes. Hamill's
2: turn as the as the trickster in, in the season of the Flash was pretty fantastic it may have ended on a whimper i don't remember them actually doing away with him i don't think they actually got him put him back in jail did they i really don't i think he may have gotten away
1: I don't that's what i'm saying it was a complete whimper for me i don't remember even what happened past him running through a semi
2: well it doesn't matter because i'm assuming this character is not done i'm assuming he'll come back there's a flash running around out there, so he has a foil. He has a proper foil. Nah,
1: as long as they can, as long as they can get through, as long as they can get him into the into their schedule, they'll be good. Right. Um. Let's uh. Let's end it with this, though. Let me ask you a couple of quick questions. All right.
2: Sure. Okay. You already answered who your favorite villain was. Mm-hmm. Right? So we got Trickster. Well, aside from Wells himself, yeah. Sure.
1: Now we know though that um we know there's some new villains coming, but short of them, although if you feel so strongly about one, go for it. Who do you think is there to cause the Flash the most trouble next season?
2: Mm, I'm 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 really sort of hoping it's Mirror Master. Me too. Really sort of ho- hoping it's Mirror Master, but now, we don't. I, I think
1: they ha- they haven't mentioned a Big Bad for two, no though, right no right? no they Have haven't,
2: they? and I'm I'm hoping it's Mirror Master to some degree, but I'm kind of expecting it to be Caitlin Snow. I think it actually will be probably Kilder Frost. Yeah. She, I mean, it would go in line with what we're, we've we been dealing with in the f- first season of The Flash where you have uh, Tom Cavanaugh being one of them and then turning out, by the way, we, I wasn't. So season two, um, I would be looking at Caitlin Snow, who has been one of them, turning and by the end of the season actually being just a really bad, bad, bad person. Now, I, I might be I might be wrong about that and God help me if it winds up being the anti monitor I'm just gonna I'm just gonna piss myself with glee.
1: Oh, it's too early. No, in my in my overwhelming scenario where Supergirl actually gets involved in everything, you gotta wait a few seasons.
2: Well sure, but that's your scenario and that's how we would do things. But I mean honestly, man, I, I don't know like where could they go. I mean if they have I mean, we—they've already talked about if they're going to introduce more speedsters. It's going to be this season. We might very well have a, by the end of the season. By this time next year, we could be talking about. Well, they're already going to get a couple. How we have, you know, we watched the Flash and and Wally West and Max Mercury and God, Jay Garrick running around fighting some uh, fighting the Reverse Flash or something. I, which we know he's not dead. We know he's not going away. So no, all of all of those people are. But there are people.
1: Um, you know, we don't have to get to anti-monitor level bad. That's, well, no, we don't have to. That's a multi multiversal level of bad. I mean, screw um, it. Let's bring in impulse just, too. Let's we do, just do need that. Couple people that can <laughs> right. Um we just need somebody who can who can stop the flash and there's plenty of people that can do that. Mirror Master among them.
2: Oh um, oh oh you know who the you know the villain of season uh, two of the flash should be? It should be it should mm-hmm. be Arrow. We saw how quickly that cat took down reverse <laughs> flash.
1: And Flash himself, actually.
2: Yeah. I mean
1: you No, know, we've never talked about that. Uh, <laughs> just a quick a quick aside. The arrow versus Flash uh fight scene. Uh huh. One hundred percent yes.
2: Indubitably. That was <laughs> I mean, god, there's the reason we watch these
1: damn shows. Yeah. There, there's there's yeah. seasons. I mean, the whole whole chunks of a season will be boring. There'll be story arcs, yeah. And we're going to bitch about all of those things. Mm-hmm. For that mm-hmm. is our purpose. But then there are scenes like then there are scenes like that where you know, you have a, a an enraged Barry yeah. just gut punching Oliver what must have been some 250 times. Mm-hmm.
2: And Oliver's still Batman for all intents and purposes on this show. He yes. he might be, you know, somewhat whiny at times and make poor decisions that Batman wouldn't make.
1: Now Bruce made plenty of poor decisions.
2: Oh sure, I it, I, I believe <laughs> he almost
1: I, married that Sarah Kane lady once upon well, a time. Well, I
2: think the the I think the list ends and begins with putting a ten year old in a costume. But <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm
2: not saying I don't want to see it on screen. Just saying it's probably <laughs> a poor decision.
1: That's a that's a fun argument to have. No man, no Batman's Batman's infallible. That guy's always right. Okay, all right. One word response: Robin. Right. Which one? Doesn't matter.
2: Doesn't matter. All right. So wrapping up our our, our take uh, on Flash season one and Arrow season three. Ollie Felicity suddenly suddenly ver- together at the end of this show. Arrow is not the Arrow anymore. They're go they're riding off into the sunset. Um, Malcolm Merlin. And he can't
1: be anymore because he's, uh... <clears throat> Malcolm... Remember, the Arrow title is has, has been taken from yeah.
2: him. Yeah, yeah. Malcolm Merlin is, uh, now Rachel Ghoul. Ghul. I, I gotta think that... I gotta think we're gonna see Tommy again. I think he's gonna bring back Tommy. Nah. I'm serious. He's nah. gonna... He's, I think he's gonna Lazarus pit Tommy. He's gonna look at Thea and go, Oh, maybe it was a myth that the, the Lazarus pit... You know, does terrible things to people. Because he warned Oliver, and he warned all of them, if you put Thea, who has been killed, by the way, in that Lazarus pit, she's going to come out Mm -hmm. changed. Well, she came out and she was fine, so far as we've seen. So... Maybe he's thinking... Well, she had
1: a panic attack, and then her memory was bad for like a week. Yeah. But Um, that's that's totally
2: worth reviving someone.
1: It was the equivalent of having a, a meth weekend, or a dissociative fugue.
2: It was it. I'm not completely certain that all of arrow hasn't been a disassociative fugue but
1: yeah we're gonna wake up on the other side and there's there's not gonna be any series <laughs> I, I, I and that's the important thing as much as we've bitched about him, <laughs> i don't want a reality where i've dreamed that all of these things exist i still want them
2: well sure Hell, i even because like if, them. if you dreamed it that means that means that you were the bad writer at the very least
1: right and i will not i will not say elsewhere this shit no we're going to keep the story.
2: We are not going to Saint Elmo. All of it matters. Shit. I, I it might be one of my favorite things anyone's ever said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> an important uh, thing to remember.
2: All right, so I, I think I think we might we might get Tommy Tommy Merlin resurrected in season four. I just I can't imagine them not doing it. They're already going to bring back Sarah. And especially if Merlin is sitting there going like, maybe he'll do it at the end of season four. Like he'll kind of look back and be like, Oh, remember nah. well Sarah got Sarah came back too and she's white canary running around with Rip Hunter. And Thea is kinda of being all badass over here. I miss my son. Or see, I maybe have, he even brings I, his wife I back. I fear
1: that what we have to look forward to in season four is is everything that Merlin warned about. I I, I have this fear that there's gonna be a, a lack of mind control for Thea. Where she's going to be trying to be a vigilante with, her, with, with Team Arrow there. And um, mm-hmm. will keep finding herself you know, killing people or doing whatever it is. Whatever okay. bizarre behavior but they inflict upon damn her.
2: Damn it, man. You know they're going to temper that storm. And you know Malcolm Merlin is going to notice. And when he does, Tommy and possibly his wife are going to be coming back.
1: I could deal with the wife because I've never really met her. Mm-hmm. And I don't know better. Tommy, I know better.
2: It might be a situation of, like, the older the person mm -hmm. gets, the worse it is on them. So, of course, it would be worse for Raish the longer he goes. Tommy's
1: been dead for, like, two years. I know.
2: What if he brings back a zombie? At this point. A zombie ninja. You're going to bring back Skeletor. Zombie ninja Tommy.
1: Zombie ninja Tommy. I'm telling you, man. Yes. That's our pitch for season four.
2: Or what?
1: Please send us money. Or,
2: you know, Raish, who who is Malcolm at this point, suddenly realizes, oh, there are multiverses he finds Tommy in an alternate timeline. I'm telling you, Tommy's coming back one way or the other, buddy.
1: Not happening. <laughs> not happening. When this show is canceled and he has not made another appearance in any, anything other than a flashback, I will expect $1 from you.
2: I will give that dollar to you in pennies.
1: <laughs> I'm going to roll them. You're going to throw them at me out a window.
2: <laughs> you won't even know I'm I'm there. I'll just roll up next to you at a stoplight and throw a handful of pennies at you. <laughs>
1: I just spend a hundred straight days driving by my home and throwing one penny at my window.
2: Yeah. All right. That's all for us this week. Join us next week when we recap Man of Steel. We are DC On Screen, and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, or on our website, dconscreen.blogspot.com. If you're a Marvel fan and you're looking for a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which we also love, by the way, Go check out our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, which can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as mcucast.com. I'm David C. Robertson, and you can find my original sketch comedies and web series at maladjusted.tv. Go give us some five-star ratings, show us some love. We'll see you next week.
3: Insure carefully, dream
0: fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.